Okay, Parshas Bahar, Tav Shin Ayin Ches. As we continue our travels through Sefer Vayikra, we're getting towards the end. B'nei Chutz Laaretz, get to listen to two Parshias uh, in the same week this week, Barbuchu Kosai. Uh, but uh, this week we have Parshas Bahar, and we know the beginning of the Parsha talks all about Shemitah and Yovel. And that is what we will start with this uh Parsha, which, at least according to the Prakim, it is all one parak except for the last two psukim. Right, all one parak, 55 psukim in parak chavhei, plus the first two psukim of parak chavav. Uh, and the first question that we will ask is, what is Shemitah doing in Sefer Vayikra? Sefer Vayikra, as is known in Medrash, is Torah's Kohanim. Right, that's the official name for Sefer Vayikra, which is mostly laws that pertain to Kohanim. Mostly, if we go, uh, there's much that has to do with other others as well. But, as Rav Nissan Alfred, the Limudi Nisan, in source number one, Ma inyin shmita eitzal ar sinai, vani shoel ma inyin shmita kan betaras koanim. Bishlema parshas ha-moados, fine, all the moadim that we just had. There, there's a stream of consciousness for most of the other mitzvos, the Limudi Nisan says. We went to the Moadim because the Moadim have special karbanos that are brought. Bishem hakra karbanos shalahem. Even though many of the special karbanos that have to do with the Moadim are not mentioned, some of them are, but the Musafan are mentioned, for example, in Bamidbar, in Pinchas, but still there's a connection. Avo mitzvah shmita ein inyan So what exactly is the, is the message? So he says his own idea and then he says, as well as in these two great achronim. So we're going to see his idea, and then we'll see the two great achronim. Says Rav Nissan Alpert, let's define Kedusha. <laughs> this Sefer is about Kedusha. As we mentioned last week, if we could pick one parsha in all of Sefer Vayikra that is about Kedusha, it's Parshas Emor, last week's parsha, which was about Kedushas HaGavra, Kohen, the person, Kedushas HaMakom, Beis HaMikdash, Mumin, and Kedushas HaZman, the Moadim. Right, all three Kedushos were mentioned in Emar. But here, continuing that theme, says Rav Nissan Alpert, Vonirali, Shesefer Torah's Kohanim Usefer Kedusha. Kedusha Sa'amoid Vahakarbanos, Verichuk, Mitumas Machalas Asuros, Shemetamin Salev, as we know, Kedusha, all the Hilchas Kashros that we have in Shmini, Umesir Nesa Kedusha, Vikdusha Samachanos, Kedusha Sa'konim, Kedusha Sa'chagim, it's all about Kedusha. So all we get into this week's parsha, Kedusha Zeretz Yisrael. Kedusha Sa'aretz. How something is sanctified and separate, right? We have Kohanim that are separated. We have Beis Hamikdash. We have Zman, Shabbos, and Yontif are separated. We have Eretz Yisrael, which is separated. Kisavo el Aretz, as the Torah tells us. Asher ani nosim lachem. Ubal azir machshava kedusha saaretz. Mishav saaretz Shabbos l'Hashem. V'kidashim is not zachamishim shana. Question: Dor baaretz l'chol yoshveha. And the focus is Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is also about Kedusha, and that's why the mitzvot of Shemitah and Yovah, there are other mitzvot, obviously, that are Tuluya Ba'aretz, Trumas and Maestris, which come up in other Svarim, but we have Eretz Yisrael, which is a reflection of one of the major Kedushos in our lives as well. And then he says, And Vahetev Asher Darashba Hadrash Vahayun. And it's great if you look in the Hadrash Vahayun. If you look in the uh, Rav Aaron Levine, uh, the Reisha Rav, uh, who was, uh, again, killed in the Holocaust. Uh, and he writes there amazing things about Eretz Yisrael and about the connection to Shemitah and Shabbos Lashem. And then he says in the next paragraph, So the Meshachachma we saw a number of years ago, 
but this Alpers quotes it. So let's see what he's, these two greats say, and we'll then we'll connect it to Rav Nissen Alpert's words. So again, what does he say? Eretz Yisrael, Kedusha, and this is Sefer Kedusha. Says Hadrash V'ha'iyun. Midivri HaKasav Ha'ela. Source number two. Yeshlim. So again, this has been out of print. I've also been trying to get one for a while, but uh, it's uh, it's out of print. But uh, to find it. Midivri HaKasav Ha'ela Yeshlim. So Baram is There are jewels. There are jewels in this uh, in his Sefer. Through Sefer Bamidbar. We don't, I don't think we have on, on Dvarim. In this Pasik, Kisavoel Aretz, when you come to the land, Vishavsa Haaretz, the land shall rest, Shabbos Lashem. There is a secret here. Limsobagam Remez Nichbad. Asheriabiya Lanu Omer, Vietar Lanu Bechinas Haaretz Ve'erka. Through this Pasik, we recognize the uniqueness of Eretz Yisrael, but let's just add, the uniqueness of Eretz Yisrael is connected to Am Yisrael, as we'll see. How was the land? What was the essence, the nature of the land before the Jewish people went in? Before they went in their first time originally with Yeshua ben Nun? And what happened afterwards? Line 5. Let's focus on a human being for a moment. The whole week. The days of the week, during the weekdays, we are involved in the physical mundane world. What we have to do. It's a mitzvah. We have to be involved in making a living. But we're involved in the world. And often we're, we're not thinking about maybe for an hour a day we get to go to a shir and for a little, for a widavin, but, but most of our day quantitatively is involved in other things. Maybe not his Romamus Hanefesh, right? Uplifting, elevating activities. We're focused on bringing bread home to the Asher Yimlu Kol Chadri Levavo. That's what we're focused on. But when Shabbos comes, there is a transformation. We raise ourselves up. The Yarum We go up in holiness. The person becomes a different person through the experience of Shabbos. And Shabbos plus the person together makes a different person. He's different. I didn't bring it. Rav Salvechik writes in one of his Svarim. He remembers in Europe certain Jews that he would see them on Shabbos. He wouldn't recognize them. They'd be a water schlepper during the week. They'd be a this. They'd be a that. All of a sudden on Shabbos they would be shining. All of a sudden on Shabbos they would put on their, their Shabbos clothes and they would look totally different. It was the same ones that he describes in that same article that he once went to them, one of those simple Jews towards the end of Shabbos and asked, you know when Shabbos is over? And the Jew turns to him and says, you want Shabbos to be over so much? This was the simple Jews that they they totally different on Shabbos because Shabbos affects a person and a person is a different person on Shabbos. Says Hadrash V'ha'iyun, that's the mashal in our Pasuk. Now we get to the nimshal what was the mashal? The end of the Pasuk, Shabbos Lashem. But what's the nimshal? What are we talking about in the Pasuk? We're talking about Eretz Yisrael. Vishav Ha'aretz, Shabbos Lashem. So what's the message? What's the parallel? V'chein ha'yagam goral ha'aretz ha'kadosha eretz avoseinu. So too, 
Eretz Yisrael. As long as the earlier nations were there. As the Torah describes, as the Gemara describes, they were involved in all the Avodah Zarah in the world. But the Gemara even talks about how he allowed to um, be, get Hana from any tree, because every mountain, every tree must have been worshipped. The Gemara discusses in Avodah Zarah. At that time, Eretz Yisrael had a not a weekday element, but more a, more of a whole nature to it. Because it was like the parallel of weekday, a person on weekday and a weekday to Shabbos, it was Eretz Yisrael with the other nations before Am Yisrael came in. When Yeshua ben Nun came in, the chosen people in the chosen land, serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as his chila tkufa chadash it was a tkufa, it was a time period of Kedusha Vitara, Tkucha Vishal His Gabrus Haruach, His Robomus Hanefesh, a levation of spirit, Kigilulam Avrumina Aretz, Valdim Karosi Nichrasu. And this tkufa was a Bechina of Shabbos. Just like a person could go from a weekday to a Shabbos and get a whole new essence and nature, Eretz Yisrael could go from the whole existence that it had. Yes, there was some element. Right away, Avram Avinu, obviously. But in its full Kedusha status, the mitzvahs didn't start yet until Ebrei Yisrael came in. And once they came in, then it's like a Shabbos. It's like a Shabbos coming after weekdays. Just like Shabbos brings sanctity. Also this period of time. The foolishness that was all removed. And that's what's marumaz in our Pasuk. The Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. Member of Nisan Alpert. Kedusha. The Sefer is about Kedusha. So he says, you have to look in the Drashva Ha'iyun. So we do. On the bottom line. When you come to the land that I give you, turning over, Ace Yavo Yisrael of Nuchaso when the Bnei Yisrael come in the Yinchalas Haaretz and you get the land that Shir Eva Hashem Lamoshavlo then Vishavsa Haaretz Shabbos Lashem it's going to be like the land has a Shabbos because it's that's exactly what uh, the parallel is Oz Tatchil Bad Haaretz Kufa Chadasha Tkufa Gedol of Rabbas Haerech it's like a Shabbos after a weekday he continues it says obviously Eretz Yisrael continues to have that inherent kedusha but again the more B'nai Yisrael are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Eretz Yisrael. Obviously, that's when it retains it. Rachman al-Islam, B'Shas Chorban. And throughout history, when we didn't keep it, then maybe it didn't have, again, mitzvahs atliyas ba'aretz. But as we know, if Rovam Yisrael aren't there, then maybe mitzvahs only do Rabbanan. There are certain Kedushas that are lost. So again, but there's a there's an affinity, there's a connection there's a uh, give and take relationship between the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael and Am Yisrael being there. He even says later in our parsha, also there's a passage that this could explain. On line 29, in all your land, Geula titnula aretz. Redeem the land. What does that mean? Geula. We have the chance to redeem. Redeem means to, to bring to fulfillment. To bring to its essence. So when we come into Eretz Yisrael and we serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu here, we are giving Geula to the land. We are redeeming, like we could redeem ourselves by, by fulfilling everything we're supposed to do. When you come to the land, 
Remember, the Mishnah says in, in Pirkei Avos and others, right? One of the Averis that caused the Chorban was Ba'avon Shemitah V'yovlos. Because we didn't fulfill, we didn't redeem what it could have been to bring to its Kedusha. So that is, that was our, our failing. And until we get back and all of Am Yisrael is fulfilling all the mitzvahs, right? So it won't achieve its full, but obviously, uh, there is inherent that as many mitzvahs as we could do, we give it, we give it more Kedusha and Shabbos. That is one, that's the Drashva Ha'iyun. Similarly, we have the Meshachachma. Again, the Meshachachma is classic. We mentioned this a number of years ago. And that is also at the beginning of the Parsha, where the Meshachachma parallels Shemitah, not exactly Eretz Yisrael, but it's a reflection of that. And the, again, the, the Limudi Nisa quotes it. It's a separate thought, but again, it's connected. It says the Meshachachma in source number four. Ubataras koanim Shabbos Lashem, Kishem Shinomar Bashabis, Brash Shabbos Lashem, Kachnomar Bashviya Shabbos Lashem. We spoke about this a little bit last week, if you remember from the Chafetz Chaim. About Shabbos. Shabbos is not mine. Right? If Shabbos was mine, I could be Mochelit. But Shabbos doesn't belong to me. So here, Shabbos is called Shabbos Lashem, but Shemitah is also called Shabbos Lashem. Says the Meshachachma, it's a halachic principle. Ulam Laniyaz Daiti Nira Dadina Asilashminan. There's a Chiddush Din here. Remember, Torah's Kohanim is a Medrash Halacha. It's not a Medrash Agada. Medrash Rabbah, which we have on all five Chumashim, and on the Megillos, that's Medrash Agada. We know the two different categories of Medrash. Medrash Halacha and Medrash Agada. Medrash Agada we have on all five. Medrash Halacha depends. On Shmos is the Mechilta, on Vayikra is Torah's Kohanim, on Vayikra and Dvarim is the Sifri. So here we have the Torah's Kohanim, which is also called the Sifra. So it's a Talangasa Halacha. So what's the parallel between Shabbos and Shviyas? Says the Meshachachma, Unam de Kemo, de Kedusha Shabbos, Chaluka Mikdusha's Yantif. There's a difference, as we know, between Shabbos and Yantif. Gemara and Beitza. Shabbos Kviyav Akaima. Shabbos doesn't move. Shabbos is an anchor. Shabbos is stable. You can't decide. Yes, there is a Gemara in Shabbos that tells me if I'm on a des- desert island and I have no idea when Shabbos is, so in order not to forget Shabbos, I have to start counting a some type of Shabbos. Machlokas Tanoam, whether I count six days and then Shabbos, or today Shabbos, then I count six days. So that's to keep, but once I get back to civilization, I don't keep that Shabbos. I have to go back to whatever Shabbos is. So Shabbos is fixed. The Yantif Yisrael, Makachi Lehu. While Yantif, B'nai Yisrael, played a, play a role. We said it. And we can make it earlier, we can make it later. Unlike Shabbos, it is uh, set. So to Shemitah and Yovel, says the Meshachachma, Shemitah and Yovel are parallel to Shabbos and Yantif. Gemara tells us at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, Yovel is dependent on what we do. Bezdin, Shiluach Havadim, Tkia. And if you didn't do that, there's no Yovel. Bizman there's no Yovel. Bizman there's Shemitah, because Shemitah doesn't depend on us. Every seven years, there's Shemitah. That's like Shabbos. Lokein Shemitah, who Kadosh Ba'atz Muso. It has Kedusha inherently. Va'afkata Damalkahu. To use the, a term. Is that dependent on us? That's how we could have Shemitah today and not Yovel. Shviyas is called Shabbos to Hashem. Because it's like Shabbos. What if I locked up my field and I, 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 didn't, I didn't observe Shemitah at all? 
I'm violating. It's still shmita. Still shmita. Bechazos who hefker upatami meiser afkata demalkahu. Bechulu. Lochen yovel yovel vikidash tem shatem akdishim oso. Right? Yovel he kodesh ti yalachem. But he said there's even a parallel in the, in the message. Shmita is kilikal haaretz. The message of Shmita is to remember that Hashem's in charge, just like Shabbos. The message is to know that Hashem's in charge. Yovel shiluach havadim. That's more connected to Yitzchias Mitzrayim. Yantif zeicher Yitzchias Mitzrayim. So that's a parallel. But again, Shabbos and y- Shmita and Yovel is connected to Shabbos, and that's the Reb Nissan Alpert as he started off by saying this is a sefer of kedusha Torahs Kohanim and. Shmita and Yovel is about that. So it's about Kedushas Haaretz, the uniqueness, the Drash Vahayin added on that when Eretz Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael, are keeping the mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is like Shabbos, and the Meshachachma, where we have the parallel of Shabbos and, Yo- and Yantif and Shmita and Yovel. Okay, that gets us, gets us into the Parsha. So let's continue along the same theme, same Pasuk, Shabbos Lashem. Shabbos Lashem, Rashi. Again, we didn't read the Rashi before, let's read the Rashi. Rashi on the second Pasuk. Shemitah is Shabbos Lashem. Rashi says, L'shem Hashem. Kishem Shenem, Rabbi Shabbos Bracious. So the Meshachachmi even said it's called a Shabbos. But Pashas of Rashi is that it's parallel. Just like Shabbos Bracious is called Shabbos Lashem, so too Shemitah is called Shabbos Lashem. So yes, Shlomo Kluger, what's the depth of the message? Imre Shefer, there are many Svarim called Imre Shefer. But one of them is Rav Shlomo Kluger's commentary on Chumash. Shlomo Kluger was, was uh, tremendously, um, he wrote tremendous amount of books. We don't have many of them, but many. The Chachm Shlomo on Shulchan Aruch. Not, that, not in the back of the Gemara, which is the Marshal of Shlomo Luria. But on Shulchan Aruch, Chachm Shlomo, Ha'el Shlomo, he, uh, he wrote a tremendous amount of uh, Svarim. But the Imre Shefer is his two volumes that we have on Chumash. So there he wonders, Vadavar Yipaleh. Ma inyan Shabbos brachas lakan. What does Shabbos have to do with Shmita? That's the question that everybody asks on the beginning of the parsha. Ach nira the eshayichus gadol Shabbos brachas lakan. There's a deep connection, as he thinks. Uba gam kein lahoros. It's to teach us. Shelo yischametz lavav enosh im lo yizrav lo yiksar yellow has a grab. It's to give us chizik, right? I think, right? The attitude is generally that if I don't do my hishtadlus, I'm not going to reap the benefits, literally or figuratively, of my work. If I don't plant and harvest, it's not going to happen. And the Pasuk's teaching us, no, it's not true. Shmita, as we know, goes against. Imagine, imagine if we think, we're not farmers, but imagine if we say, you know what, for one year we're not going to go to work. We're not going to go to work. We're not going to get a paycheck for a year. Are we all ready to do that? That's Shemitah. Right? We'll have to rely on everybody else to chip in. Right? Put it into our, put it into our, uh, our terms. It's very hard. We'll get to that as I'm soon. Shesover. So we usually think, Shaydehishtadluso. You're right. Doing that in a normal year is a lack of Hishtadlus and a lack of you know, we have a chiyav, we, you know, to, to make a living. But during Shemitah, Sheshover Shadesh Tadluso, Verobz Rizuso, Betuv Maso Maton, Verdivas Achrei Mamon, Zem Asheres, we think that it's our Ishtadlutz that makes us rich, that puts money in the bank. Hashem shows us the opposite. And how does he show us the opposite? If we think about last week's Chafetz Chaim, it's even more. It's exactly the point. Rak Adarabah. The more we rest, the greater bracha we'll have. 
Right? If we work on Shabbos, we lose money. As we know. We know from Sukkim and from last week's Chavetz Chaim. And from here, Masha, Shoveis Adam B'Shabbos B'Malacha Zil Masheres. Right? That's what's Ma'asheres. Ashirim Shebebavel B'Mahim Zochim B'Mrei Shema'angim Esa Shabbos. The more we keep Shabbos and rest on Shabbos, the greater it is for us even physically, even financially. That's why Shemitah is called Shabbos. The same message. The same message. You think the more you do, okay, cessation breeds bracha as well. Even though it's not naturally, logically makes sense. But that's the water Kaddish Baruch Hu put into the Bria. Part one of his thought. Now we have part two. To go a little deeper. How does that work? Can we explain it at all? That my not doing any hishtablus is then going to bring me bracha. Right? The rest of the week, it's straight. And then all of a sudden, no, the opposite is true. How does that work? So he quotes on the Gemara at the end of Kiddushin. Chazal at the end of Mesechah's Kiddushin, that pebeis, all the way at the end. Hereita miyamecha shual chenvani arisabal. You ever see a fox, you know, storekeeper? Making a living, you ever see a lion that 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 schleps things for uh, you know to bring home? No. Famous Parnim Shobasar. Animals all. Kadosh Baruch Hu set up the animal kingdom, right? They all figure out a way to you know be mafarnis themselves. The Hamlo and those animals don't really have a higher purpose. I created them, right? Lishamsheni to serve man. Animals really serve man. The ani, but man nivreti l'shamishes koni, and I'm I'm created to serve Hashem. Isn't it fair? Isn't it a kavachomer that I should have an easy time? Animals who don't have this uplifted uh, goal experience, they get their parnasa without without worrying, without hard work. So what about me? Eino dichas parne shalobetzar. But what could I do? Chote adam arishon, and we're all adam. Elosher harayusi is masay v'kipakti is parnasasi. Conceptually, our panasa should come berevach, right? Kavachomer from the animals. But you know what? We messed up. We messed up. How we masakin that mess up? Ulafizeh hayaroisha adam. She's parnish shalom betzar. But it's just our chatoim. It's our chatoim. We don't recognize that Baruch Hu's in charge. So that's why we can't we can't get it like that. But the Gemara says in Shabbos acharifus. Turning the page, whoever keeps Shabbos properly has a mechilas avonos. So at the end of every Shabbos, we don't have any chatoim. If we don't have chatoim, so Shabbos is going to be mafarnis us the whole week, because that's what it goes back to the natural state. The natural state is that kavachomer from the animals. If the animals get pranasa, shalom b'tzar and shalom b'daga, so do we should. The problem is we we have intellect and we sin. But right after Shabbos, it's all good. V'yem kein kima shenimchol lo kalavonosav chazar adinchi yispanish shalom b'tzar. Ah, kol zeh. That only works though as long as we stay perfect. But guess what? We're human beings. Human beings, we're not perfect. So during the week, you know, what can we do? We have to go back because we're not on the level, the ideal level. And that's part of the Bria. You know, post Adamarishon, we have a Yitzhar inside of us, and what can we do? Right, we do our best. Right, 
And that's how it says, really, deep down, Shabbos creates the Parnassah for the whole week. We just have to work for it because, you know, we're not on that level. Top of the next column. But that's how Shemitah does it too. Because it's not dafka. Logically, yes, you have to work to make. But really, no, there's a logic to say Hashem should be able to give us without any, without any, uh, difficulty. The problem is we don't always follow what we have to do, so that's why we have to work. But that's a little bit of the machshava behind how Shabbos, how Shabbos works. Okay. Next. Torah continues now, moving away from Shemitah, at least halfway away from Shemitah. We get into Yovel. We get into Yovel, the next couple of Sukkim. Shanim. Seven Shabsos, seven sets of Shemitah. On Yom Kippur, we blow Shruah. Shofar plays a central role, not for us now. See, the, the Psukim emphasizes it, a whole Pusik. says the word Shofar twice. Pass a Shofar, blow a Shofar. Right, pronounce freedom across the land. The Liberty Bell makes it into the Parsha. Yovel hiti alachem v'shavtem mishal achuzaso v'shal mishpachto tashuva. Right? Yovel shasachem yishim shana. Don't do it. As we know, b'zmanazel we don't have Yovel. We don't have Yovel. We only have Shmita. Daraisa derabanan, but we don't even have Yovel derabanan. What's the difference? Why is Yovel more limited? So the Gemara tells us. The Gemara in Arachin tells us because Yovel needs kol yoshvei alecha. Yovel needs Albanay Israel, or at least Robanay Israel, in their proper places in Eretz Israel. The Shvatim have to be in their proper places. Yehuda has to be in Yehuda, Don has to be in Don, right? Usher, Naftali, they all have to be in proper places. You need Kol Yoshvel, you gotta be in the perfect place. They were in right? Those nine Latorah quotes it at the beginning of source number seven. So Yovel's already stopped way earlier, right? By Sancherev, before the Churban. Right, decades before the Churban, when the ten tribes left, Yovel already stopped that. The question is, though, Api Machshava, why does Yovel require that and not Shemitah? What's the message? So what's the difference? It says, Da'aznaim Torah, a thought that we mentioned earlier, but now we're going to even expand upon it. We're going to expand upon it. Right? This, will, this will be shades of the Drashva Ha'iyan that we had earlier. But uh, a little bit, a little bit different focus. We spoke already earlier that the mitzvah of shemitah lintoshal afkir is makar panasaso v'meshal shana tzmima to shemitah. That mitzvah is extremely difficult, if not impossible, you know, to, to not make a living, to not go to work. How am I going to bring home money? How am I going to, you know, basics? Ask my neighbors. A farmer picks some fruit off the tree. No savings. No, how? And I, Hashem says it's going to be a promise that it's going to be better for me. That's very hard. It's a very high level of bitachon that's required. Hard mitzvah. Oh, here it is. We always have our list. What's the hardest mitzvah in the Torah? So we mentioned the briskarov, Tzibritzis Mitzrayim, the Vilna Gon, Simchas Yantif. So now there's another one on the list. Azayim La Torah. Shemitah. Maybe we'll get to it in a second. Yovel. He a mitzvah hayoser kasha shematora. Famakayim imoso heim abuchinas malachim. That's what the medrash compares people to angels, people who keep shmita. 
And then he says, If you think it's Shemitah is, is, is hard, what about two straight years? What about Yovel? That's, if you, we think A is impossible, B is, is like even off the charts of impossible. Right? It's infinitely impossible. It would be impossible. It's impossible even to think that there was ever a time like this. Not just making money, but freeing your, your, freeing your servants. Giving back any fields you've accumulated over the years. Nimsa. Over the past 35 years, I've invested well. I've accumulated a number of acres. You know, I'm, I have to give it back. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start out the same way as everybody else again? Nimsa, Shashomer Shvi is Kadosh Yomerlo. If you keep Shemitah, you're holy. That's super duper for Yovel. And in our time, the Zion Torah lived the first half of the 20th century. It was Nifter, I think, in the 1960s. But we have to be, work so hard to get somebody to close their shop 10 minutes before sunset. And this is for a year? He's stubborn, doesn't want to. How is it possible that they kept these halachas? V'sholim towards the bottom. Bamezachu. How are they zocha? How are they zocha? Were they're also human beings, but how are they zocha? Says the Aznayim Torah. Hine. Yisrael Kedoshim Heim, and this is uh, very similar to again what the Drashva Ian said earlier. Yisrael Kedoshim Heim, Eretz Yisrael Kedosha. Jews are holy, and Eretz Yisrael is holy. Umatzinu shebeis Kedushos misachdos yotzmei and Kedusha nifla Kodesh Kedusha. When you have Kedusha, that means Kedusha. There's double Kedusha. There's Kodesh Kedushim. Uladugma nikach Kedusha Yisrael Kedusha tefillin. Let's take an example. A Jew wearing tefillin. Tefillin has Kedusha. A Jew has Kedusha. Shalom wrote Kedusha's kolechan miYisrael mutu lechnos lebeis hakisei. A Jew is allowed to go into the bathroom. Ve'emein makom mishumal aniches tefillin. Rashayu lachzikas tefillin biyado. If you have no other place to put your tefillin, carry your tefillin into the bathroom. But a Jew wearing tefillin? No, no, no. Kedusha of tefillin by itself, okay. Kedusha of a Jew by itself, okay. Tefillin on a Jew? That's super Kedusha? That can't go into a bathroom. Because that's super kedusha. That's kodesh kedusha. Aval also lo lechnos l'sham v'tilan berosha bezroa aval lama mipleish al yidei his chabros based kedushos. And it's not kedusha Yisrael kama kedushas tefillin. It's kedushas Yisrael meutar b'tefillin. It's one kedusha. Yisrael utter b'tefillin bezroa uberosho misyatseres kedusha chamura. That's a more serious, intense kedusha. And you see it halachically. It's not just porech bavir. Halachically, there's an afkamina about the bathroom. Sheyef shem shemochel azalzalbo. Who a davar biyase says it's the same thing with a Jew in Eretz Yisrael. We can't fathom it when a Jew is in Eretz Yisrael. Vuhu, the air, the avira there to machim. Kalechad veechad, mayam, kedusha regila. Eretz Yisrael has a certain level of kedusha. Bnei Yisrael a certain level of kedusha. Avachshenke mischabros, the Yehudi Yoshevel Admas Hakodesh, says Rav Saratskin. When a Jew is sitting in Eretz Yisrael, who misale bikdushasa lamala lamala, he goes up and up in his kedusha. And therefore we can understand. We can understand that when an average Jew goes and 
and, uh, and, and fulfills this. But when it comes to a Jew in Eretz Yisrael, he's higher. And let's talk about for a minute, says Rav Saratskin, not just one Jew, but what about the entire Jewish people with all their shvatim in the places where they're supposed to be? We can't fathom the Kedusha of, of Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael at that moment. But you know what? Whatever that level is, they were able to keep Shemitah. It's not just Kol Yoshve Aleha is a, is a prerequisite. That is what allows Hashem put that into the Hawacha because only when the Jews are in their proper Shmatim and then we become different people. When the Tzibor, we all know that we're, we're more inspired when there's a hundred of us doing a mitzvah and a thousand of us doing a mitzvah than just two people doing a mitzvah. It's a different feeling. And you see, the Avos HaKadoshim Yashav Eretz Yisrael, Right, we know there's the uh, Eretz Yisrael is, uh, is a different reality. So that is why Yovel, which is a super impossible request mitzvah by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for two years not to go to work and make a living, not just one year, which is already impossible. But that's why Shemitah, Shemitah, at least, needs Eretz Yisrael. Doesn't need all Jews in their proper places, but it still needs Eretz Yisrael. Yovel needs both. Yovel needs deeper, call Yoshevel in their proper places, and that's why it says Rev Saratskin, that is how we could understand why we don't understand. You know, why it is is about Yovel, that is the that is the uh, point. That's what he says at the end, turning over the page, source number eight. When the Shvatim are all in their proper places, and that's why Yovel is only and that is an unbelievable kedusha. Again, every Jew that comes in to Eretz Yisrael, so the experience is different. Experience is different, and therefore that is what we that is what we celebrate about Eretz Yisrael and Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Moving right along. So, we've spoken about a lot about Shemitah and Yovel. Let's do, try to do some of the other mitzvahs in the parsha. Towards the end of the parsha, we have a number of mitzvahs relating to helping our fellow Jew. Says the Pasuk, Pasuk Lamed Hei. When your brother falters and his hand falls, you shall strengthen him. You shall strengthen him and he shall live with you. What does it mean by Zaktabo? Rashi. I have a quote there in source number nine. What does it mean? Strengthen him? Don't let him fall. Before he falls. You can't get him up. When he is teetering and you see he's about to fall, so then make sure he doesn't fall. Make sure he doesn't fall. That's what the Ramam says. Remember the Ramam's eight levels of staka? In the highest level of stock is giving somebody a job. So they don't go reach the level that they have to ask. Right? And the Rashi gives the mashal. Like a big load on a donkey. While the load is still on the donkey, it's falling off a little bit. One person could get and like put it back up. Once it hits the ground. Even five people can't pick it up. It's much harder to pick something up. Right? Sometimes you say, you know, help me up with it. Help me up with it. So somebody helps you up and then you're like, okay, now I got it. Right? It's easier to be machzik something than to be magbia something. So to prevent, 
right, to make sure that he doesn't fall. So that's the, that is the key. So explains, he quotes here the Zichron Meir, the Lechatov here quotes the Sefer Zichron Meir, who quotes there's a message here. Also for the fact that, that it says, often when it talks about mitzvahs b'adam l'chaveiro, it uses the Lashon of Re'acha. V'yahavta l're'acha kamocha, most famously. But here it says, Achicha, your brother. V'chiyamuch Achicha. Why? Because this is connecting to the fact of the Tavo. Why would I normally give somebody in need staka or anything in need? Sometimes it's because I'm altruistic and I'm doing the mitzvah and it's great and it's wonderful. But says the Zichron Meir, sometimes when I'm giving staka, it's because it, it bothers me that you know, I'm uncomfortable that I see an ani here. So I want to make him less ani. I want to put him in a better state, not because I'm focused on him, but because I'm focused on me. And it's uncomfortable for me to have a needy person around me that still needs, so I'm going to, I don't want you knocking on my door again, whatever the reason is. So often it could be that if somebody is in need and I give the tzedakah, it's because it's a selfish motive. And that might be often when we do any mitzvos. And sometimes, you know, that's better than not doing it. Right? Sometimes somebody's in need, let's say somebody who's, who makes somebody else uncomfortable. An annoying, whatever, personality, whatever it is. And we help the person just to like say, okay, fine. And then they won't bother me for a while. Okay, I do it with a nice face and maybe inside I didn't have the best. It's better than not doing it. But that's not the highest level of chesed that I should be, I should be doing it for. What about before somebody falls into the situation of need? And then I help them. I prevent. So that's not because I'm uncomfortable right now. That's not because I feel like, oh. If it's preventative, it's because I care about the other person. If it's preventative, it means he's a chicha. I feel he's my brother. That's what hachzakta, bo, is. It's not just that it's easier. It reflects that it's really lishma, Right? Why? So he explains. Often, helping is from selfish motives. By the way, it could also be because I want my name on, uh, on, to be announced in shul. I gave a lot of money. I want to get a bit of Whatever. There are a lot of reasons I might give selfishly. It makes me uncomfortable. That's parenthetically one of the ways that the Mepharshim explain when we go to a great tzaddik. How does it work that he's going to daven for me? Right? How does that work? How does that great? A great tzaddik, a great chacham. So one of the explanations given... Okay, some say because he has connections. So, good. But others say, this Sadik, when you go to him, he feels in pain because he sees you in pain. Hashem doesn't want him in pain. Hashem doesn't want him so uncomfortable. So that's why he does it. He helps the, uh, so it's like automatic. So that's like a good, that's like even without the Chacham, you know, doing anything. But either way, says the, says the, uh, Zichron Meir here, Masha'enke Misha Bolim Noan Filoso Shalasheni. If somebody is preventing, right? I'm preventing. I want to give money to this organization before they get into dire straits. I want to help out this person before. Then obviously I'm doing it for him. Doing it for him. He says, 
by the way, maybe not by the way, on the way. I don't know what the opposite of by the way is. He says, on the way, he says, what about for spiritual needs? Archiv, when we see somebody faltering, when we see somebody about to lose it, about to lose being on the straight and the narrow, it's our job. Not just because it's easier, but because we have an achrayis. Not when somebody's already lost to try to bring them back, but before they get lost. Don't wait. Don't wait till they fall in. Right? Try to catch him before he falls. So that is a nice, again, a, a back pocket Dvar Torah that we would call, because it's really any time Shabbos of the year. We know the highest level of Chesed is preventative. So why is that? So he explains why. He explains why, and that's the ultimate, how we're supposed to feel about, about our, our, our fellow Achenu B'nai Yisrael in order to help them. Okay. Then we get into another mitzvah that's mentioned a few times in the Torah, and that's the Isser of Ribis, the Isser of taking interest. Different types of Ribis, different types of interest. I am Hashem that took you out of Egypt. Right? There are a number of mitzvos that the, the Torah tells us and the Gemara collects that are Some of them are more famous than others. Shema, Pesach, Matzah, Tefillin, Mezuzah, Shabbos, Yantif, but also Ribis. Ribis, the Torah, it's the Torah. And that's connected to Ribis. What's the message? Why is Ribis so bad? What's the Isser of Ribis about? So, many have spoken um, about how it's inherently not because it's mutter to some. Either way, the Lubavitcher Rebbe writes in source number 10, it's a little uh, hard to read, Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Ribis is income unearned. What is unearned? Unworked for. That's not how a Jew makes it. That's not how he earns something in life. This is a poet, when a Jew person lends money at interest, he wishes his money to work for him to bring in revenue without making any effort himself. Okay, so you might say, how could you ever invest? Okay, but you're not like taking something from somebody then directly. You're investing in a good deal and things go up in price. But here I am, Dafka, giving you money and getting more money back. It's like a direct usage of my friend. That's different than just investing. This opposes the very notion of Torah and mitzvos. God gave us laws which require a tremendous effort on the part of man for an, for an unearned glory is not a glory at all. Ultimately, the requirement of efforts is for our own benefit. So that our achievements should not be mere bread of shame, as it's called, uh, nama de, de kisufa, which we do not truly appreciate. To be meaningful, even spiritual revenue must be earned by active involvement. Lamaisa, we have to earn it. And that's why the Malach makes us forget all of our learning on the way out, because life's about working. As the Mishnah says in Perkiavos, right, if somebody is waiting for a bus and they want a Chazer Mishnayis, maybe one of the shortest Mishnayis and one of the easiest ones to remember, Ben Hey Omer Lafum Sara Agra. That's it, the whole Mishnah. Ben Hey Hey Omer Lafum Sara Agra. The end of Perakei in Perkiavos. Uh, right, based on the pain and the work, that's, that's the Sechai that we get. Ravad Yosef quotes a beautiful story. In Anafes Avos, which is a classic, mostly stories and other uh, varts, his commentary on Pirkei Avos, he quotes a story there, a marshal, a marshal of a king, king that 
commissions a number of people to uh, to um, make a beautiful room for his uh, uh, throne. He needs a beautiful room, beautiful, and he commissions four four beautiful artisans, artisans who make beautiful work, to each of them do one of the walls. Each one is going to do one of the walls. Great. So they all take raw materials and they all take um, hammers and plans and architects, everything, and they work and it's time for the week to start. They're all going to have one week to each do their wall. And they all come in and three out of the four artisans are there and they have paints and they have jewelry and they have this, they have that and they're Sunday morning, the clock goes boom and they start. And there's the fourth guy that's not doing anything. He's just sitting and watching and they're wondering, what, what are you doing? What, what's going on? And they're like, don't you? He's like, don't worry, I have, I have it planned. Don't worry about it. And they're going and they're going. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The king comes in and sees what's going on also. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry. He's like, I don't understand. You have to, you're, you're not going to make it. It's not going to work. And finally, finally, it's, it's, it's Thursday night. It has to be done Friday afternoon. And finally, late Thursday night, Friday morning, finally this truck pulls up. This truck pulls up to the palace. The other three walls are basically done, and they still don't know what this fourth guy is going to get thrown in jail. I don't know what happens. All of a sudden, off the truck, this huge thing under a blanket is there. They don't know what it is. They bring it in, and they put it against the wall, and it's a mirror. It's a full-length mirror on the fourth wall. And now the fourth wall has the beauty of all the other three walls. As you look at the fourth wall, you see it's gorgeous. You see it's beautiful. You see it's amazing. You walk into the room, it's unbelievable. It captures all the beauty of all the, all the, all the colors of everything. This perfect wall. And everybody looks and realizes, wow. Wow. The king walks in smiling and says, okay. The king walks in with three sacks of gold. Three sacks of gold. He puts one sack of gold on a hook by the first wall, one sack of gold on a hook by the second wall, and one sack of gold on a hook by the third wall. And he gives a couple of bucks to the fourth to pay for the mirror. And the guy says, what do you mean? I also did beautiful, amazing work. So the king says, look in the mirror. You see the money. You see the money there, right? You made a reflection of a wall. You're going to, ref- going to get a reflection of a, of a sack of gold. Lefum tsara agra. You don't work for it. You know, you just uh, look for the easy way out. It's not about the results. It's about the process. Lefum tsara agra. Says Ravad Yosef. And therefore, that is something that we take with us. And that's the, that's what Ribis violates. The message of Ribbis violates that. And then Rabbi Lau, interestingly, the two chief rabbis from uh, 20 years ago, Rabbi Lau in his uh, commentary on Perkei Avos, here on the same page, uh, the next page, source number 12 says, and who's talking here? Lufam Sara Agra, Ben Heihei. Ben Heihei, according to Tosfus, might be the same person as Ben Bagbag, but they were Geirim. Right? They were converts. Convert also works really hard. Maybe that's why he said it. It's not easy, right? We are the only country, as we, only nation, as we have noted, as is clear and obvious. We don't try to missionize. 
We don't try. We don't dream about everybody becoming Jewish. We're the only nation. We're the only nation that, that has that about our religion. The goal isn't to make everybody Jewish. And we don't try to make people Jewish. And even when people want to become Jewish, we push them away. Which is pretty amazing that we're the only nation left after 5,000 years when all the other nations try to missionize and they're not around anymore. And we're the only one that don't try to missionize and we're the only one that's around. Somewhat startling and amazing. But and even when they come, it's hard. And they say, I want to do it anyway. And we teach them, Ben Hehe says, Lufamsara Agra. That's not a coincidence. Says Rabbi Lau, Amnam, line 10, he says, Ani muda lakoshi, hakruchim ba'ola mitzvos. I understand, I understand the hard work, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's Ben, ben Heihe. And then he talks about in, uh, in the commentary, we don't have time to read it all, right? It applies to Tamba Torah, it applies to mitzvos, it applies to anything, any effort. Any effort done in any mitzvah, right? That is, that is uh, something that is uh, kept and recorded upstairs, and that is what we... And that is what we need to focus on, right? And that's what Ribas violates. Okay. Uh, one more quick thought and one more uh, to end off. One more quick thought. There's the end, towards the end of the parsha, just a shot of a shot of a word. Interesting shot of a word. It says, right, in the Pasuk Lamites, if your brother is sold to you, don't work him, avodas aved. What does that mean? Don't work your evid ivri avodas avid. So Rashi says, avoda shel gnai. Shihei nikar bakke evid. Don't force him to do work that it's nikar that he's an evid. Shal yolach kelev achrodo beis hamerchat. Schlepping your towels after you. Vlo yinah bomen Allah. Make him tie your shoes. Don't do, uh, don't do, uh, menial, lowly work. Avodas Ovid. Says the Apirion. Apirion is the author of the Kitzvah Shulchan Arach and his commentary on Chumash. Nearly. He says, maybe just take a Pasha Pshat, Avodas Aved. What is Aved? Hine, im ha'adon mitzaveh leha'evet sheyatzlo avodat suichalo leha'adon. If a master commands a servant to do something that he, the master, needs, that's fine. That's called Avodas Adon. He's serving the master. But what if there's nothing for the servant to do? And the master is just telling the servant to do something, stam, to be busy with servant stuff. That's the Isser. Let him do avodas adon. Don't let him do avodas aved. Avodas stam to be an aved. No. That's not. Yes, there's a concept of subith that he shouldn't be batel and bored. Boredom leads to, leads to uh, problems. But that's not what he's talking about. Right? If the aved ivri, the aved ivri is, is not meant to uh, work and there's no need for him to work right now, so then then you shouldn't be working him. So, avodas aved versus avodas adon. Okay. One final point I wanted to squeeze in. Let's see how far we get. Towards the end of the parsha, we have the psukim about if there is an eved, right, and he doesn't have enough money, so he has to be sold. What happens if he uh, is sold eventually to, uh, does not sold to a, to a Jew, maybe he's even sold to a non-Jew, Eventually there'll be geula, ododo ben dodo, something, vechishavim koneyu, figure out the calculations until the yovel, and, and redeem him. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, fundamental Rabbeinu Bachai. This whole parsha is a remez to world history. And a remez, and a promise to the future geula. 
Says Rabbeinu Bachai, we read the Tzukim, we don't think of them as so exciting. Rabbeinu Bachai makes them exciting for us. They should be exciting without Rabbeinu Bachai, but they make it they, they make it easier to be exciting for us. He goes through every madr, says, what's we're going to be sold to the Eker, Mishpachas Ger? Eker, that's Rome. That's the Gullus we're in now. Why? The Karo Eker, Hashem, as as it described in the Nevi'im, in Yeshayo, that Rome will eventually be uprooted. Rome is the Gullus we're in now. V'chitasig line seven. Yag ger v'toshav ger zedevuchanetzar. Toshav ma'amadai. Imazamachaz yavan. All of them. All of them. Ulafi daiti says Rabbeinu Bachai 800 years ago to give us chizuk. Asuzu b'kavana gemur lafi yinina parsha. Ki yesh b'parsha hisorus v'remez v'haftachal Yisrael. This parsha is a hisorus. It's an awakening. Begul ha-shibod abramachis. It's to give us a chizuk. And he says, Remez, these four, eventually there will be a Geula. Which again, at different times of history, sometimes we needed this chizuk because there was physical um, tsaris and Rahman al-Islam. That's happening in too, but also we see today, Rahman al-Islam, there's spiritual tsaris. How many hundreds of thousands of millions of our Bachir Abba Yisrael are we losing? The silent Holocaust. Rahman al-Islam. How many Jews? But he says it's also about what the gula is going to be like. Od remez ki gula tuli b'tshuva. If you want it to come, the more tshuva we do, the faster it'll come. Va'avim lo yasu tshuva, but if we don't do tshuva, e'efshar lehis acher mizman haketz ha'katsuv, there will be a time, as we know, bi'ita achishana. U'bi'igia Torah, and when the time comes, Hashem's going to redeem us. V'yesh ba'od remez, sh'azakadosh baruch alav yavod is going to leave l'cheshbon. They will be brought to justice. This is about there is gula. That gula is going to happen with tshuva or without tshuva. There's going to be a reckoning. And the whole parsha is about this. It's all about this. And he says towards the end, and he goes through some of the psukim. Your brother, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in one place is called our brother. And he says, Im hichishavim koneyu. If we do tshuva, gula b'tshuva, nimshalas lekesef, ki kishem shakesef, lavan v'tar kachatshuva. Right? Pay the money. He goes through all of the ramazim. And if he comes to Yovel, Yovel is cheres. That's Geula. Avadim go free, we go free. Krasim Dror Lachal Yoshveha. There's going to be a time that Hashem calls Dror. Comes, will call, call freedom to all of us. Again, whether it's with Shuva or whether it's without Shuva, as he says at the end, turning the page, like Rabbi Yehoshua's Shita, Beinot in Shuva, Beinot in Shuva, Miyan Nigalim, Beita Achishana, as the Gemara says in Mesecha Sanhedrin, the ghoul is coming. So when we read these psukim, and it talks about being sold into non-Jewish hands, we have to think about Am Yisrael. We've been sold. We've been sold into many Rachman al-Itzlan, many, many nations that, that uh, have not taken care of us. And uh, we try to redeem, and each time it comes, there's going to come a time, v'chishavim konehu. It's all going to be worked out. It's going to be, going to be evaluated. Exactly what's left to our time will be paid will be paid, and then Hashem will bring us Geulah. So as we get towards the end of Vayikra, Parshas Bahar, we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the promise in hidden terms of the Geulah Shlema uh, during this time of year, Nisan, Yer, Sivan, during these Chad Sheha Geulah, which as we know, even though now it has Avelus elements, but the Ramban in, in Parshas Emor says it's like Chalamoid. Yimei Chalamoid. And Be'er Shem, we dive in for the day when we see that in full, that these days are all, Kecholosh up until we get to Atzeres of Chag HaShavuos. Okay, we'll stop here.